Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So today, Sue and I are gonna talk about soul contract. Enjoy! Welcome to Awake TV. So today, we're gonna talk about soul contract. So this is an exciting subject and I want you guys to, you know, familiarize yourself what soul contract is all about because we all have a soul contract, not as earth being, but any kind of living beings, except angels and ascended masters. Anyhow, let's get going. So Sue, do you have mm -hmm. any book you read about soul contract that you can recommend to your, our audience? Sure do. I have a lot, but I'm going to try and make it concise for you. So when I first started my journey 30 years ago, uh -huh. I cut my teeth on um, Past Lives, Future Loves, which is by Dick Sutphin, S-U-T-F, uh, sorry, S-U-T-P-A-G-N. Mm -hmm. And he also did You Were Born Again to Be Together. Uh -huh. And um, this is before, you know, long before I ever, um, well, as we talked about in past times, we both um, were brought up in the Roman Catholic tradition. Yeah. And um, so past lives and that sort of thing were not really accepted in the religion. But um, I had started waking up, I guess, in my 20s um, to okay. the fact that there was more out there than what we were told. So I started reading um, Dick Sutphin, and when you talk about a soul contract, okay, um, I like to call them agreements because contract just sounds so businesslike and so absolutely ironclad like when you have a contract if you break a part of it you know legally there's there's a repercussion with soul contracts or agreements i believe that they are fluid and and they are amenable in other words when you get together with another soul before incarnation and create a, a contract or an agreement, you decide ahead of time certain things that you're going to experience together, certain roles that you're going to play with one another when you meet in this lifetime. And that's fluid. It's not necessarily, um, like I said, an ironclad contract, like a legal thing. It's more of a guideline and we have free will. So when we do come here and we forgot all about this contracting and we get here and we start um, meeting up with each other and whatnot, we will generally experience what we've set out to work on together. However, those contracts and agreements, they're not ironclad. It's not, it's not, okay, first A is going to happen, then B, then C, then D, okay? And I also believe that once we start interacting with an individual to learn, okay, say for example, my lesson is to learn compassion and the person that I have the agreement with is um, maybe very ill. I'll just use that because I'm gonna come back to that later with my dad, okay, as an example. Um, I am learning you know, also patience and self-care because you know I'm working with a person that's very very ill a person that maybe also cognitively is not 
um, who they used to be. They're losing their ability to their grip on what we call reality. And so for me, that's building, that's helping me build compassion. It's helping me build patience. It's also helping me self-reflect. So there's a lot of things that we can put into um, to learn for ourselves, for our soul growth into a, a soul contract or agreement. So that was the first author, Dick Sutphin. And then I'm going to suggest Wyan, uh, Brian, <laughs> can't speak today, Brian Weiss, medical doctor, psychiatrist. Um, he started out, he did, uh, I read Many Lives, Many Masters, and I have several of his books on hypnosis because I do hypnosis, but um, not clinical hypnosis, but Anyway, um, Brian Weiss was a psychiatrist who did not believe in reincarnation when he was practicing initially, and then came to, I'll just give you a quick blurb, he came to the understanding after working with some patients that were not progressing in their therapy, he started trying hypnosis with them, and that's when he discovered the world of reincarnation and soul contracts and why individuals have okay and also in past lives they would have maybe traumas that they brought over into this life but that's another topic so brian weiss um raymond moody okay so did, do you have any book you can show us actually or yep i'll get there i just got a couple more authors to give you we got michael newton who did destiny of souls really really good um, of course, Dolores Cannon, I didn't bring her books up here with me to, to show you today, but I mean, she has so many, but I would suggest um, Between Life and Death, that's a really good one, and um, also Convoluted Universe Book 3. So Dolores was, was the one that, you know, kind of blew me open um, on many, many topics, but once I learned her technique, the, uh, the QHHT, quantum healing hypnosis technique, um, I started getting my own examples it, through working with clients. And so her works, I, I highly suggest. And then finally, I'll get to um, Robert Schwartz. Okay, he's a past life regressionist, and he does between life soul um, regression. And basically, he helps individuals discover deep, the deeper spiritual meaning of their relationships. And the reason I wanted to bring that up is because um, his book, Your Soul's Gift, he did Your Soul's Gift, Your Soul's Journey, I believe. And I think he did another one. Okay, we got Soul's Gift. Oh, no, sorry. Your Soul's Plan and Courageous Souls. Do we plan our life challenges before birth? So any of his work I would suggest, but for me, um, working, I told you I'd come back to uh, working with my dad. I had to take care of my dad the last, the last four years. So um, his work, he did a, uh, a section on um, caregiving. So that really helped me, but there's everything in there. Um, so those are the authors I would suggest. And of course, Mitch Ablam, uh -huh. he did he did The Five People You Meet in Heaven. That's a really short, quick read. Uh -huh. It's, I think, really helpful in understanding um, why we encounter people and the, the sort of contracts that we have. And also, Dick Sutphin, Past Lives, Future Loves. So what about you, Erica? I mean, who did you cut your teeth on? Yeah, I feel like this is a very good book. This is a, a book. Um, it's called I Did It To Myself Again. 
This is you a poem written the by, written by um, Joan DiMaggio. Okay, I can't quite see it. The light is shining on it. Maybe if you tilt it a little bit, uh, the top of your phone, tilt it forward. Uh, I don't know, it's hard. Maybe. I did it, I did it. What was the rest of the title? I did it myself again. I did it myself again. Oh, yes. that sounds book, intriguing. Book um, written by John DiMaggio. So this is a book very easy for people to relate because what's happened in between um, when after you die and before you you're born, what's happened in between life. So she explains about um, the people usually meet with counsels and then they suggest what kind of life lessons they can learn. So that's very um, beginner's um, knowledge, you know, people can acquire in order to familiarize themselves as what the soul contract is. Because basically, um, it's a little too far-fetched when people want to know how soul contracts are made in galactic level, but earth level, it's easier for people to understand it. So mm -hmm. this book is what I recommend. Um, yeah, I couldn't show um, the book itself because I only read with uh, digital. So the title is I Did It Again. I did it to myself again, and it's written by Joanne D. DiMaggio. So you can get from Amazon and the Kindle, and it's very affordable as well. So that's something I recommend. So let's move, move to the topic that um, our understanding of what soul contract is, and we can like each talk to each other what this is. So soul contract, I did learn from my guide because after I was awakening, um, I wasn't really allowed to um, get the information from any outside sources. So mm. I was basically talking to Archangels at that time, they are my main guide, Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael. So they're talking to me about that. And then eventually Jesus joined. So we are all talking about this, but um, I wasn't really allowed to listen to any outside sources i was i was shy away from channeling any kind of sources and then gradually they started to introduce me to other um people by flashing me those people in my facebook not facebook a youtube channel and then mm -hmm. i knew they are the one wanted me to show it because they say watch it <laughs> so but <laughs> then i was um talking to them so basically soul contract is the contract just like how you are saying um a soul you know decide what they want to learn in order to expand themselves and then they have it's not uh, just the earth but they have in other planet uh, they mm -hmm. have a council of elders and they are there for you to um I guess they're more like a school guidance counselor in a way, like they kind yeah. of suggest you what they recommend you to learn in order to um, grow as a soul. So let's say you have a super high, you're high achiever and you wanted to learn this and this and that, like 
And then they will say, oh, you know, like this might be really, really challenged for you, challenging for you. Are you ready to do that? You know, a lot of people who volunteer to come to earth and they're so opportunistic and they are so confident about themselves and they say, I can do this. This is so easy. Then once you're here, you're like, oh my God, what did I get myself into it? You know? yeah. <laughs> so Absolutely. Um, you know, suggest what is, something like achievable for you you know so you make a kind of like a map it's not like a very precise map but point a b c and a very um rough map and then after you finish uh map a and then you are ready to go to map b then you you are contracted to meet a certain person who yeah. you want to do stuff you put the point to be about. But well, I, think say, we, I think we ask each other, we say, you know, I need to learn compassion. Could you, would you be willing to come into this life with me in the, whatever role, like as my father, as my lover, as my sister, would you be willing to come in this life with me and te to teach me this? And then the other soul, you know, out of love, I believe. I think, I believe all there is is love. Yes. They, they agree, you know, most of the time. I mean, I haven't heard too many examples where, you know, someone refused to, to play the role, but then what we provide well, when that are. happens is something for them as well. So it's, it's a mutually beneficial thing, even if it's not um, what we would consider a healthy relationship, there's still much to be learned from a relationship that is difficult. Yes, would you, would you speak on that? Yeah, but like, let's say if um, some, your partner is, let's say, uh, very like legit, and then um, you did hundreds of same lessons, right, out of compassion. And then this soul who is um, having a role of compassion and forgiveness, and uh, you aren't really, um, let's say that's you, you aren't really owe anything to your partner. You are the one who 100% need to forgive whatever your partner is doing, right? Mm -hmm. And then you did this 100 times. And then as a soul, you're extremely exhausted, mm. right? Yeah, and that's you know, possible. You have no obligation to say yes to do it again because then if this person is so legit and not... Uh, willing to proceed their lesson, they can get the same lesson with other people. Absolutely. Because you have to see your, when you are um, having awareness of self-love, you can kind of uh, gauge into your soul health, not your physical health, not your emotional health, not the spiritual health, soul health. So yeah, basically you could say we are all divine and we are all like invincible, but your soul will get chipped away and uh, have um, scars and wound. And that's, uh, that's why um, people do repeat our karmic cycles and uh, stuff like that, or repetitious patterns, right? Mm -hmm. And because yeah. energetically the stuff is stored into soul. So yeah. when, the, this lesson or contract is not um, fulfilled and then you have to keep on doing it over and over and over and over and this isn't really a karmic lesson between the partner 
for example, of Twin Flame. And then one person is constantly playing the role of forgiveness and the other person is not getting it. You are not obligated to stick into the uh, relationship in next lifetime. Yeah, that's a really good point. And um, I was, that's what I was talking about earlier when, um, when I mentioned that these contracts are fluid, they're not binding and legal. And, um, you know, just because we say, okay, Erica, we're going to come together in this life and we're going to, um, we're going to practice uh, friendship of the divine feminine. Okay. Because I think that's what we are. And, um, you know, we go along and we go along and everything's great and we're learning from each other. And then we get to a point where either we've, we've completed our agreement and we've learned everything that we came to learn and teach each other. And then it just naturally dissipates the relationship. It's not that we don't love each other anymore. It's not that we don't, um, you know, value one another and that love that we share will be eternal. Um, it's just, it's just time. It's the contract is over or yeah. if one of us continues to grow and grow and grow and the other remains stagnant, that may also be the time to say, okay, we contracted to do this. We did our best. We, we learned everything that we could from one another and now it's time to naturally part. And there doesn't have to be an anger or explosion or, um, resentment and that sort of thing that goes along with it there can be a very peaceful parting of ways but um these contracts um some of them are meant i believe just to be for just a little part in your life um yeah that's a uh, often we call it karmic contract so yeah it's not a lifetime contract and a lot of marriage um i want you guys to know are a karmic contract that's why marriage is hard it's not like a harmony and it's not something uh, you're going to build a common goal and uh, live life as a best and grow each other and having like hemorrhage time like you and your husband. Not everybody's marriage is like that because a lot of people are bound to each other in the form of marriage because in order to resolve their karmic contract. So what church teaches you have to stay in this marriage no matter what is a little off. Yeah, because I would agree. Contract is over. It's very important to move on because you have another person you are supposed to meet with to go on another yeah. lesson, or you graduated or whatever the harder lesson, so you may meet your soulmate. Absolutely, and if you're hanging on to a relationship that is no longer serving you or anyone, um, a stalemate has been reached. It is, it is all up. Uh, ultimately in your best interest to bring your energy back to self regardless of what other social norms are telling you otherwise bring your energy back to yourself move away from that situation and go back into your own power and creationship and as erica said would bring you a better healthier relationship in the end and i don't know the timing of it you know it's not like the minute you walk out one door you're going to open the next however yeah when when you make efforts to change your energy and bring it back into you instead of continuing to pour it out into someone else um that's when i think the magic can happen that's when the one who is meant to be with you in your life can happen they can come in and i like to know, i like to add about um 
how spiritual team and uh, your higher self um, intervene. Let's say if one person wants to stick to this karmic contract for whatever the reason, for kids or for money or for fear, uh, mm -hmm. they're going to be a lot of divine interventions. And that's something you guys um, want to keep in your mind, not to yourself. If your marriage or your relationship, like once you feel like you graduated and then a lot of turmoil and uh, um, in tarot card, we call it tower, tower moment is happening, everything is breaking down outside, that is divine intervention, your spiritual team intervention, your higher self intervention to shake you yeah. up to get yourself out of this relationship because if you don't grow as a soul and mm -hmm. in the soul level you will regret when you die because you didn't really um grow you kind of uh, self-sabotaging yourself for uh, your 30 years or 20 years just being the same person yeah it, it is a real blessing and opportunity for us to be able to incarnate on earth especially at this time with with the ascension happening and um, I think what we do is if we, if we stagnate, like you said, and, and we don't listen to the signs and the guidance that is being shown to us, which is saying you need to do something else. Um, once we die and we go back into spirit world, I think we sit there and go, shoot, I wasted that opportunity. And it isn't that there's any right or wrong. I want to, I just want to say, that's what I believe firmly. There is no getting it wrong in this life or any other life. Um, it's all experience. However, as a soul trying to improve and learn and grow, you might afterwards go, gee, I spent 30 years doing that. And I just didn't meet the goals that I wanted to meet in this lifetime. And so it might be just a little bit of a, oh, darn, I wished I had done it differently. Whereas if you're paying attention to the signs, and you're understanding that I'm not flowing with the river. I'm, I'm hitting rocks. I'm hitting boulders, and I'm getting stuck. And, and you know, I really need to be flowing down the river. And what I'm doing is I'm, I'm being held up, and I'm allowing that to happen. And, and personal responsibility is key here, I believe. What, what are your thoughts on that? We're gonna talk about this um, next episode, so you guys will, you know, understand about that more you know in the relation to a uh, saw contract but yeah it's absolutely right because you know your spiritual team and uh, your higher self you know people call it divine intervention do know about your saw contract and then yes. you kind of tell them you know um please make sure this is going to be fulfilled because mm -hmm. that's your soul wishes mm -hmm. so once we come here we are programmed and we are um we are basically programmed so we people think it's a free will, but once you're programmed and then programmed into having certain belief and the thinking, we don't really have a free will. So that's why yeah, we forget about it, don't we? You know, um, yeah. past life regressions for people to free themselves from all the programmings. Yeah. I think we're going to talk in a week or two about um, reading the signs. Um, so that's exciting. I'm, I'm really excited to expound on that topic. And uh, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. So we're going to delve into that topic next week. And then I hope you guys are going to 
tune in with us and uh, educate yourself into how you can do about your life. All righty. Thank Excellent. you. Thank you. Thank you, Sue. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you so much for watching. Please like, share, subscribe. And I see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Okay. So... Thank you so much for listening. I hope to see you guys on next Friday. Bye!